Welcome to the Gratefully Hungry Podcast, a space for you to go deeper in your faith. I'm Jordan Twilley. Let's do this. Everyone, welcome back. I am looking forward to today's episode. And to be honest, I want to give you just like what this is been for me up front before we even get into the topic today. But this has been the hardest episode for me thus far, even out of all the pre-recording. I have toyed around with re-recording this one and just how I want to deliver it because I just feel like it is such an important piece of you understanding your faith of um even with um, the pastor that I had on a couple weeks ago, I've tapped into Sean and some other people that have just helped me make sure that I have this accurate. And I take that so seriously. And, um, you know, me, my own development, my own reading, my own perspective, absolutely, I've I've got that in here because I, I want to keep it elementary. And the, the thing that I'm excited to bring to you is just my elementary mindset around this topic today. But... I also know that accuracy and you understanding um, the truth and why something is the way that it is, it can be a pivotal part of your faith or you understanding something enough to move deeper or forward into it. So um, I guess that now that we've like um, got this, you know, underway here, the, the thing that I felt again, was just the importance of this topic. I felt it from the beginning. Like I knew this would be a standalone topic. And as I got reading in this, I saw how important this topic was to Jesus. And it encouraged me because I'm like, wow, I'm not just myself feeling the importance of it. The more I've got into it, I've seen the significance, but it was really important to him. And when he was about to leave his disciples, he spent a significant amount of time explaining to them and encouraging them and I don't want to say warning them but preparing them that the Holy Spirit was going to be coming on to them soon and that was the next thing and it was going to be even better than him and so I think as we dive into this topic of the Holy Spirit there's so many different things that we can think about or like even if we haven't studied it or don't know a lot about it, that our mind just takes us to like something weird. I mean, even people that maybe aren't saved and don't love Jesus, like they're like, yeah, Jesus, he's cool. Like he's a cool dude. And he's just cool. Like he's got this rep that he's like this, this guy that just, you know, was average, but not at all, but hanging out with average people, loving average people, doing things um, with excellence that were mundane and really, tiny but then like performing miracles I mean anybody is like that dude was just awesome and then we have God himself and then the third part of this trinity is the Holy Spirit and I just think that the Holy Spirit is so complex um it's it's not something tangible like Jesus like we we saw him we have people walk with him. We have testimonies upon him. There's evidence of him. It's just such a different part of the Trinity, but it's such an important part because it is how we communicate with God. It's how we access heaven at any point in time. Um, the Holy Spirit on the other side of that, it's it's anchored in heaven and it's a direct communication line to God. So Again, this really complex thing, I don't think I, until I really dove into this, I don't even really think I realized how um, easy it is to get overwhelmed by this topic or to be like, what? And 
in a lot of um, translations, the spirit is referred to as the ghost. So the Holy Ghost. So even just that word, I mean, right there, if you are thinking of your seven-year-old, you know, horror movie trauma and a ghost is related, we just have so much human experience or perspective that can really dilute or blur what actually the word says about who the Holy Spirit is. And so I wanted to just start off by telling you this, this is important to me. This is important to you. And this maybe isn't going to be the most frivolous podcast that I'm going to do ever, but I do feel like it is one of the most fundamental things that we have to understand to have a successful relationship with the Lord. And while I can't wait to have guest speakers on, and I can't wait to talk about, um, you know, moms with kids that are coming up and how to instill great things in their kids and keep their sanity and all of all of those things that I foresee up and coming with strong believers. I just know that we really can't go but so far forward if we're not tapped in here. And I think a lot of current believers, they are just that they're believers, but they haven't fully submitted themselves to this concept right here, which is the Holy Spirit. So I just wrote out some bullet points, straight up bullet points that I think will help you understand who he is. And I would have just being honest, I would have really appreciated this when I was new to my faith. It would have been wonderful. <laughs> so for that reason, I I've said this before. I just really want to be able to give what I needed. And logically, I really needed a lot of this piece. So here's what um, really tangibly in the Bible will help make this make sense. So Jesus died, told the disciples that before he died, that this was going to take place. So they were already again, prepared for the Holy spirit. And he had assured them that it was going to be better than him. Like I said. And so in acts two, one, you can go read this. I'm going to give you a lot of just, um, verses. And again, I'll like always, I'll link them in the notes, but the day of Pentecost is the day that the Holy Spirit came onto them. And I've always heard Pentecost. I mean, I've, I've even heard of Pentecostal churches. There's just so much verbiage in general in, in absolutely anything. If we studied horse racing, like there is a whole lingo that goes along with horse racing that I would not really know. So the same thing, the more you study, the more you're going to know here in this context, in this topic that we're talking about, but um, Pentecost is the day that the Holy Spirit came onto the disciples and the other people that, again, God had said, like, this is going to come. So it's a direct communication line to God, Romans eight twenty six. This is one of the most encouraging things to me because a lot of times I, I mean, this is more times than not now. I feel like the further along in my faith I get, actually the less I know what to say, the less I know what to pray. And that seems opposite. Like you would think that it would go, go the other way, but I, I just literally become more speechless as we go. And so this in particular verse in Romans talks about how the spirit will intercede for us. So this is a fact that you can know. You don't always have to know what to say or what to pray. Um, in fact, I think it's, it's a good thing that we don't because we just make it about us or about what's happening in our world instead of knowing that just being being in prayer 
it will intercede like the spirit will intercede words and it will go straight to the lord and it is presented to him and he knows exactly what you need and that's that's just such a beautiful place to be in prayer too to just be like lord i'm I don't even know what to say, but I'm coming to you. And we don't have to speak words. It the spirit will just translate that that part of our spirit to the Lord, our needs, our desires, our hurts, um, what what we're asking. So, kind of point one, it's a direct communication line to God. Um, another thing that's really important to know is that it is a benefit to us. This is not something that's weird. I mean people make it weird maybe or out of the trinity jesus god the holy spirit maybe it's the most awkward but there this is for us this was a gift to us this is to benefit us and it's always going to be steering you and encouraging you to do the right thing it's never going to go against god's word ever um in fact it always points back to jesus so that's just another really important point like lean into it because it is for your benefit. Another really important point is that it is not a thing. It's not a it. It is a he, okay? So he is a person, just like Jesus was a person. The spirit is a person. That's a really key fact as you're understanding this. And there's scripture all over all of this to prove this, guys. is not my opinion. This is not you know, something random I'm pulling out of the sky. So again, you can go and read this for yourself, but it's good to know that this is a person and not a random ghost or thing that we're talking to or referring to it as a person. Another thing that um, this function gives us is the spirit can be anywhere. It's not um, like... Jesus, where he could only be in one place at one time performing a miracle, the spirit lives within any believer. And in fact, in Romans 8, 11, it says he indwells in us. And so in every believer, there's us, there's this, the Holy Spirit within them. I'm going to come onto another really important topic there. But before I go on, I just want to make sure that, you know, it, it's in this case, he can be anywhere. Um, in all places and i just think that is super cool and you know again when we look back to what jesus was saying the disciples did not want him obviously to leave um i mean peter was actually even like trying to bargain and get him to not go to the cross and he was like no like i have to and so it just goes to show again prophecy at its finest because we we got the better end of the deal by him not listening to Peter, a disciple, just like you or I, that we can also ourselves be under just the umbrella of whatever's happening in that day or operating out of fear or whatever. But the bigger picture was this was better and he can be everywhere at once. So the Holy Spirit is everywhere. All right. So he dwells in every believer. I covered that. The um, next thing that really was maybe most helpful for me was understanding that this is separate from your soul. And a lot of people think that spirit and soul are, it's like very similar, the same thing even. They just lump this together, but that's absolutely not true. That your soul is like, I always have a fun time saying this word, your conscience. <laughs> I did a good job. Your mind, your emotions, that is your soul. 
And so your soul can make a choice to worship God and recognize God for who he is. But there, it has limitations. Your soul has these limitations. Whereas the spirit, it is limitless, truly. And it's the only way that we can experience God in our humanness, really. Um, so it, it, another good thing to know is it partners um, with your soul. So he will, when I say he, the spirit will partner with your conscience, will partner with your, um, your will, your mind, your thoughts that day. And that's just really a fundamental. These are fundamentals. Again, maybe not like the most exciting topic, but those are just some things to know before we go into the three things that I want to give you today to expect from the Holy Spirit. So I am so tangible, so uh, like just logical. I love analogies. I The more plain and simple and realistic and clear and visible, you know, demonstrative, all of those things that something can be, I love it. And the best description that I really have ever got of the Holy Spirit is it's an example of a defense attorney. Attorney. So obviously the Holy Spirit is way more incredible and magnificent and supernatural than a defense attorney. But a great example is a defense attorney will speak on your behalf for you when you don't know what to say or you don't want to say the wrong thing or you can't speak at all. Um, they will explain something to you when you don't understand it or when a question is coming to you and you don't you don't know. You don't know the answer or you don't want to say the wrong thing again. It's basically like he's your eyes, your ears, your heart and just kind of operating for you at all times. And um, it, it can really, I think, especially now, I didn't plan on saying this, but especially now, I think that people can just interpret this in so many different ways that feel good or sound trendy, but, and they can. And honestly, because of, of God's truth and word and just how he designed us, even some like really not truthful things, they, they will work because it might look a little different, but it's still rooted in these principles. So I just want to caution you in um, just what that may look like if you're if you're putting this kind of focus or trust into something else. And God will, he, he wants you to depend on him. He wants to be the thing that has, it. when Pastor Sean was on, we talked about, you know, you're going to have proof Um or evidence, but not proof. You're gonna have so much evidence. You're gonna have experiences and things that actually you're gonna look back and be like, wow, I just knew, I just knew I was supposed to do that. I just felt a nudge to do this. And it's not coincidence. It's not whatever, fill in the blank that some people are maybe talking about right now or worshiping right now. It is the Holy Spirit. So um, when when um, Jesus left, this is the verse that I wrote down to give you factually you can go read upon. And it was when he was leaving. It's John 15, 26. I will send you the divine encourager from the very presence of my father. And that's what I'm saying. It's from God's presence. This On the other side of this line, like if this were, um, you know, connected to God and you're holding your end of the rope and he's holding his it is directly connected to him. And that is just amazing. It's amazing. So I have three 
primary functions or jobs that the the Holy Spirit will do will you can expect from him. The first one is that he will interpret the word properly, teaching us the truth, reminding us of it when we forget or get off track. Um, having an encounter with the Holy Spirit, it's not like you get it one time and then you're you're done, like check, got it forever. It It's kind of like eating, like just, just because you had a big dinner last night doesn't mean that you're not hungry today. Like every day you want a fresh fill of this. And it's a, in inter interpreting the word, he's gonna give you counsel and wisdom. And so this all is really one thing that you can expect from him that he's going to help you understand the word, to digest it, um, remind you of it when you need reminding, counsel you and give you wisdom. He's helping you interpret the word that he's left you properly. John 14, 26 supports that. And then the second one is he convicts and confronts you. And I think that this is the one that most people probably get a little bit like, let's pump the brakes on just because no one wants to be wrong or condemned or having a finger pointed at them or convicted. But really convicted just means it to me, um, and this is not like a formal definition, this is what it means to me. It means that I'm not gonna feel aligned. It means there's a red flag. And again, I'm right now the strongest that I've ever been in my faith. However, I can look back to like when I was 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, making decisions in that time frame or hanging around people in that time frame. And like immediately I can go back to a time that I knew darn well, I should have never been at that place. I should have never been with this person. I should have never been around those people. I should have never been doing X, Y, Z. And it wasn't from a place of like my parents were gonna get mad at me or, you know, I was wrong, all these other people were doing whatever they were doing. It's from a place of internally, I knew this was not where I was supposed to be. And that is, it, it, it's not like a loud voice. It's not somebody yelling at me or anything like that. That's not what I remember. I just remember being very unsettled and again, unaligned. And so when God shows you your sin or is steering you in a certain way, um, it's gonna be really gentle. It's never gonna be, for starters, like your your heart has to have the desire of like being with him, being aligned with him, loving him. Um, he's, not, he's not convicting people that are far from him. They wouldn't feel it as conviction even if he was doing that. It, they, they, they're too far from him. But the people that are his children, just like a loving parent, would say, hey, you know, that fire is gonna burn you. Don't touch it. No, don't touch it. Hey, back up. I'm gonna move it if you try to touch it again. There's all of these warnings. And I mean, we as humans interpret that sort of love and guidance. We interpret it and do different things with it, but ultimately it's the same thing. And so in this case, it's him saying, you know, hey, gently, this isn't what I have for you. Gently, this isn't the route that I want you to be going down. Gently, this isn't the person that I have intended for you to be mingling with. This isn't, you know, the influences that I have for you to be following on Instagram, consuming an hour of your day on average right now. So it's gonna feel gentle. It's not gonna feel forceful. It's just 
again, him confronting and um, really making it unveiled to you in a kind way. This isn't, this isn't for you. So John 16, 8 and Acts 2, 37 are going to support that he will come um, convict and confront. Okay. Then the third thing that I have that he will do is challenge us. And I could not agree more. <laughs> and challenging us looks like growing us in different ways. Um, asking you to do something. It's, it's through obedience. It's through giving you a way out when you're tempted. Um, he will challenge you. He'll challenge you. And so um, I had a, a little bit of extra time to digest just kind of all of these things I've talked about so far. And one pastor had summed it up like this live moment to moment in dependency upon him, be sensitive to his voice and in obedience to him. Though that statement right there is how you know if you're living in alignment with the Holy Spirit. So as you move forward, as we do other podcasts, as I'm you know, having guest speakers on, as you're listening to other sermons or reading in the Bible or following somebody of wisdom, what's gonna happen is you're gonna start to interpret things as you need it right then and it's going to meet you right where you are and I, I pray that it's this has done that up until now but I, I think just again the more logic and understanding you can have behind how does the Holy Spirit function what can I expect you can expect that you're probably going to have a nudge here or there or unsettledness here and there or some wisdom oh like come you know into your mind and you're like I have a piece about this. Like I'm making this decision and that's, that's him. And he's partnering with your conscience. He's partnering with the people that are around you. He's using people. God uses people. That is one thing that is factual. He uses people. So he will use my voice. He will use someone else's voice. He will use a book, a video from years ago recorded to reach his people. Okay. And then this last one, it's not one of the three primary functions or jobs that I wrote down, but I just loved this, um, that the Holy Spirit really gives us assurance in our relationship with God. So if in, in a way I like read it and understood it was if, if you were to be like, you know, Jordan, how do you know if you're saved? How do like, how would you know? You know, you had a rough day, you cut somebody off in traffic, you, you know, got frustrated with somebody, whatever happened, how, how do you know you're saved? Romans 8, 14 through 16, the Holy Spirit is our assurance that we have a relationship with the Lord and it bears witness to the fact that we are saved. So you can go read on that. I just find such confidence in that, that, um, that that is sealed through the Holy Spirit. It's not something that I can mess up or that will go away from me. Um, yeah, I'm just really, I'm encouraged by that. I'm encouraged by that. All right, so a couple things that people think of when they think of the Holy Spirit, and then we'll wrap up for the day, is that um, he, we hear that the Spirit has um, it produces fruits in our life, fruits of joy, peace, patience, kindness, love, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. There's like even little like songs that you can sing that <laughs> that'll go with. I can't do any of that, but I feel like in Bible school, they, um, 
teach that to kids. One of my friends is able to like have a little hum to it when she does it. But if you want more of those things that I just mentioned, more kindness, more love, more gentleness, more self-control, more joy, more peace, more goodness, more faithfulness, literally it is a product of the Holy Spirit, just partnering with the Holy Spirit um, and asking God for him. I think that that's such a, a childlike elementary thing to do. Maybe you are saved, but you've just never really understood how the Holy Spirit works or embraced the Spirit. You're like, you know, at church and you feel like, wow, I'm really moved by this music right now. Like I'm teary eyed for a reason. It is the Spirit that's moving. That is not logic. That is not, you know, something that's to be explained. That is supernatural. And I, I just didn't know that's what it was for so long. I just thought like it was the building or it was the sermon or it was the certain song. No, I literally to this day, fun fact about me, um, I, whenever I'm in my car or at a church, if I am overwhelmed by music in any capacity, I can pretty much cry on the spot. And I'm not really a crier. Like I wouldn't even say I cry a lot, but I just become so overwhelmed by the spirit. It's just, it's just how I am. I don't know why, but you know, other people, maybe they're not overwhelmed at all when they're in church. I don't know. I'm like, I don't know why everybody isn't crying, but I really can tear up just by something hitting my heart. And I know that it's just the spirit working with everything that's happening in my life. I can just feel it. And so that is not like, I, I, all this time I just didn't know, I couldn't articulate, like that's what that was. So if you desire that, if you desire more wisdom, if you desire the gifts that the spirit gives, the spirit gives gifts of wisdom, gifts of knowledge, gifts of faith, healing, um, prophecy, miracles, discernment, interpretation, tongues. Paul specifically tells us to eagerly desire the gifts eagerly desire the gifts that are going to come from the spirit. And I want you to eagerly desire them, but that might start with you eagerly asking and saying, I don't know, this sounds crazy, Jordan, but I, I want that. I want that. I want to have a direct communication line with God. I want to talk to someone as if they're a friend, not a far out person or a thing. <laughs> I don't want to worship a thing. I want to worship God himself and have a relationship. And so um, it's just simply you asking. And I wrote down this to share that if God, this is, um, I, I, I'll link it. I don't know where this is at, but I do know that in the word it says, if God, like if, if you ask a parent for bread, for food, your parent would not give you a stone. And same thing. If you're a parent, if your child asked you for bread, you're not going to give them a stone. The same way as if you ask God for the spirit, he's not going to withhold that from you or give you something different. He's going to give you probably a bigger dose of what that experience is like with him. So just simply ask for it. Um, and then we'll close with this verse, Isaiah 30, 21. He prophesied that you'll hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. This is the way, walk in it. And that really is the best description I can sum up 
that the spirit is. A lot of times I just know to do something or I know not to do something. I know not to speak. I know, I mean, that's just discernment, but guess what? Discernment is a gift from the spirit. Okay. So I, I would not consider myself prophetic. However, I, a lot of times, if I'm close with the Lord, if I am with like prioritizing this in my life, I will know things before they even happen. Not because I'm psychic, I'm none of those things, but because a part of the spirit is to give you a gift. So just, um, it partners with your intuition. It partners with those things that God has designed us to have physically and emotionally. And this is just the extra little piece that he gives, but we're relying on him. We have to be relying on him. So in knowing this is the way, walk in it. It's like a small voice behind you. That's really what this is going to be. It's not a loud voice. It's not obnoxious. It's not um, also going to tell you what to do. You still have your free will, but he will guide you. He will guide you if you're open to it and if you're listening for it. So we will close out with prayer and I wish you all the best day. And I hope that as we move forward, this just helps you as you're hearing and listening that you have this fundamental piece to anchor in your toolbox. And um, I'm just really getting excited. We've got a lot of fun ahead. I feel like this wasn't the most fun message, but we've got a lot of fun ahead. So Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for um, just revealing to me so much about the spirit because I had to slow down to get the message first in order to deliver it. I thank you for the wisdom and the words that were given to me to help steer this message and wherever this listener is in their walk with you, I just pray that this meets them where they are and continually we'll do that and we'll just um, really amplify who you are that the spirit would come upon them. I ask that they would just partner with me even in asking for that and that they would be looking for these gifts that come with it, that they would experience more wisdom, that they would experience discernment and all of those things that you mentioned. And we just pray over our loved ones, Lord, as they're walking. And maybe it's not a straight walk. Maybe it's a really raw, rough crawl that even they're enduring right now. But um, we just pray over our loved ones and that you would use us to serve them. And that you would just continue to do a great work within us, growing us, Lord, allowing us to know you more. And I just ask continually that you would be the center of this podcast and it would meet the right listener. We ask everything in your name today. Amen.